Greetings, and welcome to Content That Moves, a new podcast that highlights the very best in brand storytelling through feature films, original web series, podcasts, even interactive digital experiences, really anything that showcases a brand's purpose and mission through the first-person narratives of real people. We want to shine a light to uncover the best practices and give you a behind-the-scenes look at all the strategy, creative, and distribution that will help you on your journey to do the same for your brand. My guests today are joining us from Cambria, the leading producer of quartz surfaces in the United States. Cambria creates a wealth of compelling content to support their products through their Cambria Style, a lifestyle magazine, and in the last year and a half has released a sweepingly epic period film in very easy to binge episodic shorts called The Legend of Cambria, which is currently available on their site, cambriausa.com. Shelley Nelson and Kelsey Dotson-Smith are with us to discuss the strategy, creation, and distribution of this ambitious and stunningly crafted project. Content That Moves is created and brought to you by Credo Nonfiction, a content studio that moves the needle by moving your audience. Visit credononfiction.com to learn more. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Um, for those who might not be as familiar with Cambria, um, can you give an overview of the company and maybe a little bit about each of your roles? Yeah. Um, so as a, uh, our company, Cambria, a uh, Minnesota-based company, started in about 1999. Um, so, you know, our 20th anniversary. Um, and we are a, a, the leading producer of natural quartz surfaces here in the U.S. And can you tell me a little bit about your both of your roles within yeah. the company? Yeah, so my role, I am a senior vice president at the company. I've been there for seven and a half years. I spent the past seven years in marketing, and that's how I came to work on, and I still own this campaign. It's development, production, and now, um, you know, um, it's it's you know promotion and bringing it to life has been something I've been working on and and now Kelsey is working on that as well. Yep, and so I'm our director of brand communications. Been with the company for about a year, but uh, worked for a Davis family company in the past, Sun Country Airlines. So oh, yeah. not new to Cambria people or the culture or the fun. Um, sure. But yeah, so I learned a lot from Shelley. I guess obviously was not involved from the campaign development, but now moving forward. I'm going to be helping spearhead that. So. Awesome. Well, I want to talk a lot about the film, The Legend of Cambria. But before we do, I'm wondering if you can talk just generally about what sort of what's been the mark, brand and marketing presence and how has storytelling been part of that? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So as a company, we're really focused on quality and craftsmanship. And I think that naturally makes for good storytelling. Yeah. Um, and we really understand the value and integrity of a brand and what that means to people. Mm-hmm. I think people are always looking for why. Like, wh- why do I believe in your brand with yeah. all the choices out there? And I think we can really offer and bring that through. And the way to do that is through storytelling. Um, and we just want to be able to, in everything we do, build some sort of connection for people and have yeah. them have that emotional feel when they hear about us, mm-hmm. see us, and then just a reason to believe in what we do like we do. Yeah, that's great. So for people that aren't familiar with the film that you created, can you just set up what, what it is and, and then a little bit of the genesis or the origin of like how that got started and why you decided a film would be a great way to tell the story? So um, when people ask me what this is, I always say first and foremost, it's entertainment. It's not an ad because I, you know, I, I tell people about it. I'm excited and you've seen it. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I'm always excited to tell people about it and I don't want them to, you know, kind of be like, have, have this, you know, this air of like, oh, she's trying to get me to go watch an ad. It's like, no, it's, no. it's actually entertainment. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. But, but the thing is, 
it's entertainment that was really inspired by um, all that our brand is about, right? right? So right. if you if you, it, it is brand storytelling, I think as you as you labeled it, it's fun and engaging. Um, I always tell people it's it's um, Braveheart meets Game of Thrones, right? So <laughs> yeah. we kind of it kind of came about in a time period where Game of Thrones was just getting started. Uh-huh. That was sort of coincidental because as we'll talk about, like the genesis of this film um, really just made sense for us and um, was all rooted in authentic, real things that exist out there, kind of in relation to our brand. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it's a way to engage people with our brand. Mm-hmm. And so it's, from a marketing standpoint, if I'm talking in marketing language, it helps us really drive engagement with the brand at that highest level, right? When you think about your your funnel of engagement for consumers, we're just trying to make people aware of the brand. Mm-hmm. They might not even be in the market for a countertop right now. We want to gauge, engage them in our brand so that when they are, they remember us. And that was our goal going into this. Mm-hmm. And I would say that we accomplished that goal based on what we saw on social media and the interactions that we saw. So we've got a number of metrics that we saw um, uh, as the campaign progressed that would tell us, okay, yep, check, we've been successful at doing this. Yeah, that's great. And that's something I want to ask about because I think when a lot of marketers at brands try to mount a project like this, there can be resistance because <laughs> how are we going to measure it or like what are the, the KPI or the yeah. key performance indicators? So yeah. do you mind talking even a little bit more about like going into this? What was the case that you made yeah. um, to, to get funding to do something like this? Because it's such a, I mean, it's a hauntingly beautiful film that I feel like is very progressive for the space. And so I'm sure there were a lot of meetings going like, okay, if we're going to invest this much, like how, like how are we going to distribute it? How are we going to measure it? So how much of that did you talk about like before you even rolled any film? A lot. We really spent a lot of time thinking about what this would look like and what the key performance indicators would be, right? Mm-hmm. And one of our goals, as I said, was that we want to engage people with the brand. We want them to remember us. We didn't want it to be an ad. We didn't want there to be a countertop in it. You mm-hmm. know, there were subtle ways you could have done that, but we, we purposely didn't do that, right? You mm-hmm. won't see our surfaces in this film. The only connection to Cambria is the title character named Camber and mm-hmm. the fact that there's a dragon in there, right? And our logo is a dragon. Mm-hmm. And all of that really ties back to our name, Cambria, Um the name Cambria, our, our founders of our company, the Davis family, they're Welsh by origin. Mm. So um, if you know anything about Welsh or Celtic history, you know that the dragon, there's a dragon on the Welsh flag, right? Mm. And the name Cambria is the Latinized form of the original Celtic name for Wales, which is Cambria. Or yeah. It's Cumbri is okay. how they say it. So if you go over to Wales, you yeah. will see this Cumbri, you will see Cambria, you will see dragons. Um, and so all of that, that was just, you know, when they started the company, they were like, we want something fun and memorable and kind of linked to our family. So why not? Let's do this. And then um, and then we kind of evolved to like, OK, well, we're going to embrace that. Let's then name any of our designs um, for our, our product. Also have Welsh. They're named mm. after it started to be Welsh places. Sure. Like um, uh, Braemar is a good mm-hmm. example. Um, and then, you know, either cities or places or rivers or mountains in Wales, we picked those places because the design looked like that place, okay. right? Because the, because our product is quartz, which mm-hmm. is natural. It's one mm-hmm. of it's the most common mineral on earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've got the design name, it's named after this place, it's inspired by, mm-hmm. and then you're going to make this amazing film, um, and it's going to be out in nature, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's set in... Um, and the reason that it's set in kind of the time period, it's a period piece, right? And the mm-hmm. reason for that is there's an actual 12th century Welsh legend 
about mm-hmm. a boy named Camber. So we didn't uh. make that up. That's an actual oh, thing. Cool. You can Google it. it. It was written by a guy named Jeffrey of Monmouth. Okay. And he um, he wrote this 12th, this legend in the 12th century about a king named Brutus who had three sons, and Camber was one of them. Oh. And Camber went on to become the, the king of Cambria, or Wales. The other uh. two sons went on to become the kings of England and Scotland. Oh, so wow. it's about the British Isles, right? Okay. And so that was an actual legend. We then took the Camber, Camber story, and we kind of went off and made it our own. And so then we had a... Uh, a scriptwriter that came in and wrote that story for us and really then embellished that and blew it out. And we said, how much fun can we have with this? Um, it's an amazing story. It links to Camber, which is our own unique thing that we can own. Yeah. You know, if I'm talking in marketing terms, every brand wants to have that story that they can own, that can be uniquely theirs. And then it just all tied in so nicely with the natural element mm-hmm. of the fact that our product is from nature and it's inspired by these places in nature. And so then it just became, well, we have to film this. We have to film this on location. This mm-hmm. can't be a CGI thing. Right. It can't be cheesy. Right. That was one of our requirements you yeah. asked about, you know, yeah. how much setup went into this. It couldn't be cheesy. If you yeah. don't do it well, we also have another Cambriaism that says, if you can't do, do it well, don't do it. Uh-huh. So if we're going to do this, let's do it right. That's why yeah. it took us so long to sort of figure out how to do it. Um, but we wanted a film on location. The only things in the film that are CGI are the mythical characters. Sure. Obviously, we couldn't find a dragon <laughs> to come be in our movie. So we they're had all to, busy this time. Yeah, they're all yeah, busy yeah, this time yeah, of year. Yeah, so, yeah. so we had to go find a dragon to right. be in our, or we had to go find a company to build us a dragon to be in the film. There's a couple other mythical creatures, too, yeah. that get woven in. Because, again, yeah. those are things that are in these legends, right? Yeah. It makes it really fun. And so we built this story. We had these amazing script writers. We went right to Hollywood to get that. Um, an amazing production company that helped us. Um, but just to build that whole thing, I mean, you know, it, it takes a village to bring all those people together right. to um, to do that. So, But we, we had a lot of support right from the very beginning. We worked with an agency here in town called Space 150. Sure, yeah. And they were the really our partner on this. And um, they were the ones that reached out and did all the research to find us the right company cool. in L.A. to work with. Um, we worked with a director and producer by the name of Alexei Tylovich. We worked really hard to find someone who was A-list level, but hadn't quite been discovered yet, right? Sure, sure. And Alexei did a lot of work, and you can go to his website and see it, too. He does amazing commercial work and in the gaming world. And okay. he owns his own production studio, so he's a cool. director uh, who's also very creative. He did. He wasn't the writer. His sister was actually the writer. Really? Oh, wow. We worked with some other script writers at the beginning as well, but his sister ended up being the one that brought it all that's together. That's so beautiful. The script is just so poetic. And for, is, for right? a, to watch a film that's what is about 40 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes long minutes, with yeah. just mm-hmm. voiceover and yeah. not dialogue, I would yeah. be like, I don't know how that's going to work. But then you watch it and it, the, the writing is so beautiful that you're just drawn it's along. Isn't, that, isn't it amazing? That yeah. there's no dialogue. Yeah, all of a sudden you're watching it and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. No one's talking. talking. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an idea that um, Space and um, uh, Billy Jurowitz at Space was really, he's the owner of Space 115. Mm-hmm. He was the ringleader on this. Cool. He, a lot of creative pass- passion um, for this. He and Alexi really worked on that. Like, how do we tell the story and not have it be two, two hours long? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they were the ones that came up with the idea to make it a poem 
poem mm-hmm. and have it be this beautiful piece um, where you see the action and you don't have to hear the characters talking and you've got this overlaid poem that mm-hmm. tells the story, right? Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, we knew we still had to have a quality voice. Who's the right person that's going to tie everything together? Because we had the whole right. movie done, yeah. get everything done. It's just like, okay, who's going to read this thing? Uh-huh. Who's going to be the person? Yeah. yeah. So we spent a lot of time looking for that and then landed on Colin Farrell yeah. just through our own. It wasn't even a like who's going to negotiate the best deal. It was like we want him. Yeah. We knew we wanted him. OK, let's go find him. Let's go get him. I mean, so so it. we I'm talked guessing. to him. He was great to work with. I mean, yeah. it just makes sense. His voice is yeah. so like evocative. Yeah. He's got the right accent. He's, you know, he's Celtic by yeah. origin. Um, nailed the poetic nature of the script. Like, not I mean, he's such a high quality top. actor. We had yeah. no doubt that he could nail it. That wasn't an issue, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, you go get that right person, and you know they'll they'll do it. Totally. So awesome. So once you had this thing all all finished up, you had Khan's VO in there. What yep. was the distribution plan? I'm curious, like how much and how much of that was thought out before? How are you going to get people to see this? Because oftentimes I've, we've seen a lot of brands that invest in yes. great storytelling, but then yeah. it doesn't get seen as well as right. it might. So how, how much are you thinking about distribution and what did you do there? So we knew that we needed to build a complete digital experience that had to be mm. on our space, sure. on our website. So even in our promotion, we never went out and promoted legendofcambria.com. We promoted cambriausa.com. Okay. And then we made sure when you went to Cambria USA that you could get right to the film. Okay. So whether you came there because you saw an ad for a countertop or you came there because you saw an ad for this film, either way, right. you got to both of them. Sure. And you could get quickly to that experience. And then Space 150 um, built out the entire digital experience that the film revolves around um, is on that site. So you go okay. there and it's about, okay, I can watch the film. Um, it's it's in Netflix style. So to your point yep. about distribution, um, originally when we started this, our goal was seven one-minute films. We were like, we just want people to, mm-hmm. they're going to want to get in and out quickly. But mm-hmm. then we started filming. And mm-hmm. of course, like any good director, you get all this great content. And you're like, I can't edit it. No. And so Alexi came to us and was like, guys, I... I can't. I I can get just seven five-minute films, but not seven one. Like, there's yeah. just too much story there. Yeah. And when we started seeing the stuff coming through, we agreed, and we were like, okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. People will want to watch totally. this, right? Yeah. And it's not an ad. It's not like I have to pay a gajillion dollars to run this for 43 minutes on ABC. Right. I just need to get them to our website. So yeah. come up with the right teasers to get them there, and then people can engage. And were, the, were there a certain number of impressions you were looking to have on the – since you were using it to drive traffic to the website, was there a certain number of impressions that you were hoping to to come by the whole campaign or, or how are you measuring that? um gosh you know um yes i mean we had we had certain numbers in terms of like this thing needs to be big you yeah. know to make sure that we're reaching the right amount of people but also knowing that it's gonna it's not this one thing that we just like we launched it in march of 2018 it wasn't just about getting people to our website Mm -hmm. in march and april of 2018 right it's about building those numbers over time sure and we like to say like this is part of our origin story now right this film will always be on our website yeah um you know we like you know for example we negotiated the rights with colin farrell that we can run this forever Mm. on our website and So um, so we can do that. And that was part of what we knew we wanted from the beginning because right. we knew we were always going to want this. It's like it's kind of a piece of our history now. Yeah. And we want to make sure that we always have that. Um, so it's a really long term. It's a play. very long term investment. Right. Cool. Like we were always about the long game on this. Yeah. 
so you asked me about impressions goals. We certainly yeah. wanted to get it into the hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the kind of numbers we were talking about. Yep. Here. Not thousands, but hundreds of thousands, yep. which we've done. And also it was about engaging people for a longer period of time. Right. So our average time spent on on the site with the the um, film is 23 minutes. Wow. Average, right? Yeah. So obviously, I don't remember, I think it's like... Eighty percent of the people watched all seven chapters. Oh my you know? gosh! So I mean, that's amazing. You, and the great thing is, it's on our site, so we can see that. We can yeah. see how many people engaged with the entire thing. Yeah. So, I think part of too why we created it is we wanted to like bring that connection with our beauty and our quality of our product, and have people connect that with the film. And mm-hmm. we did get a lot of response, especially on socials, like. Who the heck? Like, these guys created a film, and if they can do that this well, yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine what their product must be like. Yeah. And, like, that's how we kind of gauged a lot of interest there in that brand awareness element, which further drove engagement. I kept I kept thinking about that when I was watching it. Just the craftsmanship of the film matches the craftsmanship of your product, and the production value, the cinematography is so high that you're right. It's like it, it's probably working on a subconscious level with people as they're watching it, you know. And that was literally one of our goals. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's about driving home that message of quality and integrity mm-hmm. right and you hit it right on the head mm-hmm. um, that was why I said if you remember earlier like this couldn't be cheesy it had to right. be well done yeah. because our our product is not cheesy right. so and we literally the great thing about social media is it's an instant focus group you know I've done yeah. a lot of focus groups yeah. in my life but gosh you almost don't need to do focus groups anymore because right. social media <laughs> will give you instant feedback yes yes it will right uh-huh. and, like it or not. and the right. day that we launched in the Oscars in 2018 we were we were all set up at our offices that night like in this like war room Ooh. of checking what are we seeing what are we seeing yeah. what are the numbers here's the dashboard here's yeah. the ticker of the number of people that go to the website etc and we got to see our social team was there all the feedback and we were answering in real time and i have exact quotes that say just that like wow what she said if you do countertops as well i can or if you do films as well i can only imagine what your countertop is right is like right and so that's exactly the message we were trying to get across to people is like we're a company it's all about quality and integrity of product and we do that no matter what we're doing whether we're making a film or building a countertop that's how we do things. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, these types of things can be so hard to measure the actual, like, impact, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can get impressions, but mm-hmm. what does that really mean? And the yeah. fact that you're seeing how long people are engaged, I think, is huge. But then also, it's interesting. There are new tools coming out. I was just at the Brand Storytelling Summit at Sundance last year, oh. and they were talking about a new tool that will read, like, sentiment, like, consumer uh. sentiment by aggregating all those comments and then pulling out keywords so that I think there are new tools that can help you that's sort of cool. measure what that is. Um, but anyway, that's that's fascinating. I'm curious, um, of course, we're going to provide a link to the film, but what else is coming up next for you guys? What else are you working on? Will there be, you know, I, we were just talking to Amanda Brinkman at Deluxe, who she's oh. on her fifth season yeah. of this Hulu streaming series. So are there going to be more episodes mm-hmm. or what's what's next for, for you guys? Yeah, I think we're kind of toying around with the idea of what is what is the involvement of it. Um, we certainly really want our partnerships and our partners to feel a sense of ownership with this. I mean, they convey our brand every day, um, and they should feel some sort of ownership. And so we're, we're always making sure the content's in their showrooms. We're updating them on what's going on. Um, and then looking at places where this is obviously going to be woven between our, our organic channels, our own assets, through our magazine, Cambria Style, mm. through our web 
website, through our social, and it's always going to have that thread because it's our origin story. So it'll be this evergreen content piece that's just continues to live. Um, and as we look at how do we expand, we also look at paid media platforms where it makes a lot of sense, like YouTube, for example, where that is just specifically video content generated and, and how do we play it there and what does that look like? Um, so it's a constant conversation, but always ensuring that we're having that be the forefront of who we are in our brand and having it be the center there. Awesome. And we feel like there's so much we can still leverage with this content. Sure. So it's by no means old, right? Like mm-hmm. um, there's we've gotten big numbers on it, but I mean, we can go, we can continue to be out there talking to people, right? So um, even finding ways to evolve our message, like, um, you know, we did the film and we have the episodes. We also did do ads mm-hmm. from the footage of the sure. film. So a lot of people say like, I've had people ask me, like, well, that's all great, but how does that sell a countertop for you, right? Mm-hmm. So all the things we've talked about with building the brand. But as Kelsey said, we have partners that sell our product in their showrooms every day. And for them, they have that question, like, how do I leverage this to get people to a conversation yeah. about countertops? Yeah. And so we did do TV spots. Um, I call them TV spots. It's almost old-fashioned these days, yeah. isn't it? Because majority of the time, we don't ever run it on TV. We run it on services like Hulu, digital, sure. digital services. Uh, you can run these 30-second trailers on all of the digital platforms, right? And it goes right to our website. But what we did there was we actually took footage from the films that ties in that the beautiful um, landscapes yeah. kind of morphing into a countertop. So oh, cool. um, uh, we'll, we'll share that with you because um, it's not on the site necessarily, but okay. we can share that with you yeah. where it shows how our – it shows – it shows the, the the beautiful, let's say it's like a cliffside, and then it's sort of, again, this is where we did use CGI, and sure. this is where Alexi and his team did some real magic yeah. of morphing that hillside into a countertop in a kitchen. Sure. Right? And then showing that and making that link. Right. That is the money shot, really, uh-huh. for our partners. And then yeah. they can tag it, come to, you know, Joe's Cabinet Shop in you know, why is that a Minnesota to see Cambria? So that's cool. how we tie it to selling Got countertops. Cool. And so we're still evolving that. We have hours and hours of footage so we can continue <coughs> to make new spots too. That's great. So we have three spots right now that we use. And sometimes it uses more or less footage from the film. And uh, and it's just a great way to tell that story and link it to the product. So Cool. Well, this is super inspiring. I'm sure when people see it, they'll be inspired. Do you have any like parting advice for other marketers who are looking to do something, um, maybe not this scale, but right, at least getting right. into storytelling that is apart from their traditional advertising? Like, how do you get people behind an initiative like this? I think most importantly, no matter what industry or what you're representing, is you just need to be authentic. You, you need to make sure you understand what you represent, make sure it matters and why it matters, and really get to the grounding of that. I think it was really easy for us to tie this together because it's our name, it's who we are, um, and we wanted to make something we could own. It was memorable. It had a rationale. It was unique. So I think as long as a company stays true, like the moment, I think authenticity is so key, the moment that a consumer or an end user doesn't feel that, that you're not coming across that way, you're kind of written off, you're dead to them. And so mm-hmm. I think that can be one of the most important things, no matter you know, what you're trying to sell, is just that mm-hmm. from that storytelling component is being authentic to who you are and really understanding that before you start talking about it. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's great inspiration and great practical advice. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch the film and we'll, we'll be providing a link. So yeah. thanks for being here today. We appreciate it. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you for having us. To view the legend of Cambria and the behind the scenes featurettes, head on over to cambriausa.com. 
Join us next time when we'll be chatting with multimedia strategist and producer Kat Stewart, formerly of NBC and Discovery, now at Thrive Global, who will share some best practices for brands looking to partner directly with publishers and broadcasters.